Welcome to Wine and Real Estate, the podcast where we drink wine, we have fun, and we learn about real estate investing. Real estate investing is so much more than just buying buildings. It's about building relationships, building your dreams, building your dream lifestyle, customizing your life. What do you want to do? What do you want to achieve? It's much more than money. It's more than getting rich. It's a different type of wealth. It's the wealth of time, the wealth of freedom. It's so much more. So every week we have different guests and we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to get your feedback. Please give us a rating, a note, good or bad. It's all about learning here. Uh, we're just being vulnerable and showing you what we learn, who's in our network, who do we find interesting. And if you'd like to be a guest, make sure to send us a message. So we hope you enjoy our show. And now let's get to the wine and the real estate. This podcast is brought to you in part by Mike and Leanne Nicholson from Referral Mortgages. Call on this amazing power couple for all your mortgage needs. They can coach you through your first purchase or number 100. And they're also real estate investors themselves, so they know exactly what you need to do. Call them today. Mike can be reached on his cell phone at 705-260-0064 or by email mike at referralmortgages.com. You can also reach Leanne, L-E-E uh, hyphen A-N-N-E, and her cell phone is 705-257-7188. Her email, Leanne, L-E-E A-N-N-E at referralmortgages.com. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wine and Real Estate. Oui, bonsoir tout le monde. So tonight we're excited. We have a great guest, Dimitri from Hamilton. Yes. And can't wait to hear about his story as well and learn what he's drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to drink to that. Cheers. Welcome, yes. Dimitri. Cheers, guys. What are you drinking tonight, Dimitri? Um, I'm actually drinking, uh, it's like a, it's um, this little winery here in Beamsville, Ontario. Um, it's called uh, Romanello uh, from oh. Villa. Romana. So he kind oh, of nice. has three blends, a couple of Cabernets and a Merlot, a little small uh, winery and visited. So we, we kind of like their wine and uh, I've been drinking it recently. So Excellent. Oh, cool. So in Beamsville. And I think, yeah, I said Hamilton, but where, where's your, where's home? <laughs> um, it, I'm actually in Stony Creek, which is part okay. of Hamilton. And um, yeah, the Beamsville is kind of like uh there's a lot of little wineries around that area, kind of near wine country and uh, in, in our area. That Niagara region is pretty big for that here. In our area. It oh, is. Cool. Is it good for tourism as well? Because we're looking at a potential Airbnb there. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, 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 it's great. A lot of people, I, a lot of Americans actually come, come up and uh, yeah. do wine tastings all the time and, and stay in uh, Airbnbs and stuff like that. Um, so it's a great area for that, Beamsville area. And, uh, you know, just the whole violin area there. Excellent. And so tell us about yourself. You were telling me on the phone, you've been an investor for a while. Uh, can you tell us what you've invested in and how you've done it? Sure. Yeah. So I started in investing when I was 24. Um, when, when I finished college, uh, college uh, I, I saw people renting, um, you know, student student rentals and um so my first prop 
property was a student rental. Ironically, it was one that I hung in uh, a lot with some friends at the time. So <laughs> I started with uh, <laughs> with that. So cool. um, started in student rentals, and then um, I got into some single family uh, dwellings. Started renting those, and then got into duplexes. So I was kind of doing that more in my twenties, and then I and then I kind of um, transitioned into multifamily. So uh, multifamily mixed use basically is what I mainly invest in. And um, I, do, I do do flips as well on single family homes and some duplexes, but for my buy and holds or, or burrs, I'm, I'm, I'm usually doing uh, like a multifamily. Um, so that, that's kind of what, what I, I started in. And um, uh, along that, uh, that journey, I, uh, I, got in, I was in electrical engineering. So I was doing um, design automated machinery and project management. And from there, I opened up my own um, contracting company in automation and electrical. And I, I ran that for um, between seven to 10 years with, um, you know, uh, two different companies. And then uh, sold the last company um, in December that just passed and uh, rolled full time into real estate, um, uh, taking the realtors course as well. And uh, that's kind of what I've been doing on the last uh, year. So it's been a lot of fun and I've been enjoying it. And uh, yeah, that's oh. excellent. Con <laughs> Congratulations too! It's a recent that Dimitri's become a realtor. So, um, how like it's more commercial? I think you're focusing on small multifamily. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm basically more of an investor-focused realtor. So I help um, people with um, anything from buying holds to burrs and, and flips. Um, it, it doesn't really matter the size, but, um, like generally mostly investors that I'm helping are looking for stuff with three units minimum up to, you know, about 15 units it seems to be the sweet point here in Hamilton. Um, so those are the ones that we're, uh, you know, I'm working with clients on currently. Interesting. So are you're a realtor in Hamilton. Are you also investing yourself in Hamilton? Is that kind of the area in the market that you are leaning towards? Yeah, so I, I invest in Hamilton. Um, that that's mainly where I've been investing. Um, you know, most of my uh, most of the time that I've been investing, um, I did dabble a little bit in the Windsor market. Um, I had a fourplex and a duplex there for a little while, and um, uh, sold those probably about three years ago. But um, it, it was a good market uh, as well. Like um, for for me, it's just uh, I, I like Hamilton the best. I like the fundamentals and. Um, the LRT is, is coming here in the city and uh, there's very diverse, uh, you know, economy and, and, and employment and everything like that. So it, the, the fundamentals are just good for me. And that's why I like uh, investing in this area. It's, it's provided good returns for, for, for myself uh, and my wife. And, um, you know, some, we have some joint venture partners in this as well. So it's, it's, it's done well for everybody. Oh, that's interesting. So what are the, the kind of market fundamentals when you're looking at Hamilton or for maybe people who are thinking about Hamilton? Um, yeah, so the reason why I like Hamilton is because like one of the largest employers is McMaster University. Um, mm. So they employ a lot of people. So there's a lot of healthcare, mm -hmm. a lot of technology coming into Hamilton as well. Um, there's uh, it's a very, it's an industrial town as well. So there's... Yes, <laughs> we remember. Um, yeah, and... Um, yeah, there's um, a lot of um, family businesses as well, and it's very heavy now in construction. A lot of um, 
Torontoniums especially are moving to Hamilton, so they're building a lot of new subdivisions, and there's a lot of um, commercial plazas going up and stuff like that. So it's providing a lot of job in the construction industry. So it's very diverse. So um, it, the good news is, is you know that it, it's certainly going to make that housing market a little bit better, and you know, so so that's why I like it here. Yeah, it's a city with so much potential. We li mm -hmm. actually lived in Hamilton. We're going to reveal our age, 1999 to like 2001. Then we mm -hmm. moved again from London to there, 2003 or so. So we lived there two or three years total. And the city, I mean, has changed quite a bit. It used to be very mm -hmm. kind of poor and depressed, especially downtown where we live. That's why we moved there because yeah. it was a bargain back then. Um, but the the scenery is beautiful hamilton the mountain and the escarpment the location between toronto and niagara region is just insane and the go trains i remember were just starting back then uh the lrt i really hope they build something better than what they did in ottawa it's been down for a month and there's no plans to restart the train the lrt here so it's quite sad but it has sparked a ton of development so I'm sure the same will happen in Hamilton. I think it, they're replacing the B line, the old bus route, the express that yeah, we used to take. That, you remember yes. that? <laughs> so it's going to be a train of some kind, light rail train. So okay, is cool. the LRT going to be going to Toronto? Is that the idea? Or? No, no, inside the city, like okay. from probably from Dundas to Stony Creek or something. Or? Yeah, it's somewhere around the Mass University, and it's actually going to go all the way to the um, east end around uh, Eastgate Mall. Okay. On your Centennial Parkway is is the plan. Um, so it's going to run right along King Street and then along uh, Queenston. So it's it, it's a great area to be investing around the LRT. Yeah. Well, and it's an area I like to invest in the uh, um, Hamilton uh, East and Central area downtown. So uh, it's exciting for um, you know investors in the area for sure. And did the city do like here they rezone everything along the corridor? So. If it was a single house, it's now zoned R4 or something, so you can build a fourplex and big towers. And So, yeah, they things. started doing, uh, they're a little bit more lenient in some areas now where they're, you know, they're allowing more than, you know, one unit or two units in certain areas without the parking um, downtown for sure along where the LRT is going to run. But Hamilton is very tough on zoning, so it, it's... It, it's a work in progress, I would say. <laughs> okay, they didn't time. give a freebie to investors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Took them a long time just to approve the LRT. So, you know, it's. I'm sure they won't be very quick on the rest of the stuff. <laughs> but we're hoping that, uh, you know, we're going to see some some good zoning changes in the future. Mm. Um, Is any of it going underground or it's all above ground? It's all above ground here. Okay. Yeah. Like here we have a three kilometer tunnel, but the rest is above mm. ground. Yeah, we've been waiting for it for a long time. It's all above ground, and the, the, there is a lot of buildings, like kind of just along the um, King Street area where the stations were going to be that were bought up and boarded up, and um, you know nothing's happened with them for a couple of years. So I think now that um, people know the shovel's going to go on the ground, they're saying next year, so 2022. Mm. Hopefully, we're going to see uh, a lot more momentum and more construction happening, and uh, um, should be a good thing. Or for Hamilton, for sure, bring a lot of jobs. Yes, that's awesome. So to go back to investing, uh, Dimitri, can you tell us a little bit about um, like the properties that you invested in Hamilton? Like, are they 
are they able to cash flow or are you get banking more on equity um what's the strategy because price points are quite high yeah, I was gonna yeah, say yeah that's, that's no high. problem yeah, the, the price points certainly are a lot higher um i, I do I, I do like the burst strategy the best um that's okay. certainly my favorite um and my properties all do cash flow um i generally look for something that's undervalued um right now it is a little difficult this seller's market yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have found a few of my uh recent uh deals off market so um that did help as well um however i have found a lot of good ones on mos as well um it, it you know it all depends on what you you know what you're willing to do that others aren't or what you see that others aren't and um like you know for for example like it, it might be like a, a triplex that is tenanted and an investor may be worried that those tenants aren't going to move in order to renovate and, and force the appreciation so if you're a little patient and you know how to uh kind of move those tenants out politely then um you, know, <laughs> it, you can get a, a better and a little bit better value on the price um and sometimes i look for things like you know maybe there's a garage that you know the current owner didn't see the potential of renting or you know it could have been something like that like a loft space that they could have made a unit um and i kind of just look for those type of things that someone else didn't see maybe there's a potential to pay for parking spots or lockers or or you know put um, coin laundry in the basement um, and, and that's basically, basically what I do is I add value to the property so that, um, when I do go for, um, um, you know, an appraisal that I, I can get a, a better, um, valuation, better appraisal, and then, uh, you know, make the burr work perfectly. So that's kind of what, what, what I've been doing in the, in this, this market is a bit tougher than it was, uh, you know, two, three years ago, finding a little bit better deal. But um, that's my main strategy. But then um, I, I also do some flips, like, like I mentioned too. So I will do those. Um, cool. Yeah, because there's tons of beautiful older homes in Hamilton that have been let go. Like we used to live in, in one on Sherman Ave. It was beautiful, but I mean, <laughs> nothing was fixed mm -hmm. for many, many years. So I'm sure those are like the could be excellent flips. Is that kind of where you're doing flips or? Yeah, um, for my flips, um, I recently did a, a duplex, but um, generally I like to do um, starter homes. Okay. Um, I look for something that, you know, um, someone may have been living there for a very long time. It's very dated and, um, you know, um, I, I can get a fair value on it. And then I renovate it and, and look for that first time home buyer. So um, that's worked well for us. And um We'll probably continue to do flips and you know with, with single families. That's um, really smart because I mean the first-time home buyers can also appeal to other types of buyers. So you're not limiting yourself with like a luxury product or something that's that's yeah more prone to cycles and real estate. So that's yeah, great. and um, you know the the new home buyers are the millennials, and you know they're 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 kind of getting married and starting to have children. So they're, they're looking for those, um, those starter homes, the, the ones that are getting out of being renters, of course. So, you know, they're, we, we, we kind of look at what they, they want and we, we kind of put that in the homes, pot lights, quartz countertops, you know, we're really nice finishings and, uh, the colors that they want to see and, um, USB, um, you know, 
receptacles and all the goodies that mm-hmm. they're looking for and it works well so yeah so are you actually doing like the, the flips yourself like swinging the hammer and uh no no i no, i don't we, we we have we have a whole team so um <clears throat> you know from a realtor to a home inspector contractors and um and some generally speaking sometimes i'll hire a general contractor and sometimes mm-hmm. i'll I'll general the job to a degree and use certain trades, you know, if, if I feel that I don't need the general contractor to kind of babysit those trades. And, um, and, and, and that's kind of how we're handling it. So we have a pretty good team here that we use in Hamilton. Yeah, excellent. excellent. Yeah. So, and you said joint ventures. So do you, I guess you don't sell finance. How, how do you structure your joint ventures? We do a lot of them. So I was curious <laughs> to hear how others are doing them. Um, it, I guess ours is kind of the conventional way, but what we generally do is we, because, you know, we have uh, the experience and, um, the, the power team and, um, you know, um, been doing this for a long time, we're, we're kind of the working partner. So the joint, the G, uh, sorry, excuse me, <laughs> the joint ventures that we bring into this, uh, into our partnership, they generally are the money partner. So they come in as a 50% money partner. So they basically, just come up with the the capital and then generally they'll qualify for the mortgage if the property has less than um, four units. Um, and then um, we basically execute the whole project, um, you know, do the construction tenant it and, and deal with, with everything and right to the appraisal and, and the refinance. And then um, once we refinance the property, we return the capital to our partner. So the whole idea is to be getting uh, our partner for getting all their money back is, is generally our strategy, or at least, you know, in today's market, sometimes it's 90%. Most of it. <laughs> yeah, very close though. And then what we'll do, if it's 90%, then we, we generally will um, use the cash flow, the positive cash flow from the property, pay back our partner first before we, we take any cash flow. And that's kind of our strategy. And then we remain 50-50 equity partners, split the cash flow. And our hold is about, uh, we do our holds for five years. And then in five years time, we can reevaluate whether we want to refinance it or sell the property or, um, you, you know, and at that time, that's kind of what we do. Excellent. And what kind of people are you partnering with? Um, so what we... A lot of times it's someone that has equity in their home, like or if someone has cash, that's great. But in Ham- Hamilton, you generally need about, um, you know, between 250 to 350,000 to kind of do like a multi, like I'm going to say a triplex or fourplex, you know, to, to mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just use that for purpose of this conversation. Just, you know, like with the down payment, 20% and then the renovation costs because renovations um costs have gone up with material yes. costs, you know, <laughs> last year so a little bit more expensive so generally the somebody that has a lot of equity in their home is is generally um, a partner that we're partnering with right now because they could use a HELOC and a HELOC on their their home and and, and use that um to to kind of finance the project and then when when the project's complete they can pay back their HELOC so essentially the return on their investments is quite high you know, mm-hmm. when the, the burr is completed, it's, you know, in theory, infinity, you know, when your money's yeah. back in your pocket. And and also, you know, uh, they've only had to pay the interest on that HELOC. So it's it's a pretty good return. Yeah, you know? I would say so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's generally how we structure them. Um, 
it works really well for us, like with at least three units, um, three plus units. Okay. If, if they're doing um, a burr on, on a building that has more units, it's just going to take a little longer. You know, mm. like, typically it's about six to eight months, but with, you know, if you're, if you're doing something with eight plus units, it can be, you know, a little over a year, but um, you know, if you're only paying interest on your HELOC, it's, it's still a great return as opposed yeah. to dumping that money in the stock market is, um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a much better return for sure. So, are you also uh, self managing your properties, or do you? Um, so, um, we, we have used property management for some of our properties, and and um, currently we um, we are managing the majority of our properties our, ourselves. So, we we have a um, a company called Comfort Living Properties. Um, we, we have a website and it kind of talks about our joint ventures, but we use our, our company to manage our uh, portfolio and our joint ventures portfolio. Um, and it works quite well. So um, we, we, um, we outsource some tasks like, like leasing and, and contracting and, and stuff like that. But, mm. you know, in terms of managing the finances, we do that in house and, um, you know, that's a good idea. Yeah. Mm -mm. Do you have any tips for managing all that? Like if you have multiple joint venture partners, uh, we know all about it. It can get tricky. Yeah. I mean, you need to report to your partners and, and it sounds like you have a lot on your plate. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, but my wife helps and we have other help as well, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's using the right software, you know, like use QuickBooks or use, you know, a good CRM program to manage things is, is the key to things. Mm. Um, we never had, had these programs, you know, years ago and, um, we do today, there's all kinds of great CRM, uh, programs and just programs to manage your expenses. So we kind of do that. Like there's, um, property Vista and, um, you know, software packages like that, where the, the tenants will, will pay you rents, you know, um, directly into direct deposit. And then the software kind of does all the, um, paperwork for you. So it, it kind of streamlines things a little bit. So that's kind of the tip I give to kind of help is to get a good software program as you're kind of progressing. That's a good idea. So how did you end up also becoming a real estate agent? I mean, where do you find the time? <laughs> I think you have kids as well. well, so, well. Be honest, um, uh, when I was running uh, my own contracting uh, business before that actually took up a lot of my time. So, um, because I was doing, a, a, like I was doing renovations for a lot of investors, like, um, we were into electrical contracting. So we separated meters and rewired places. So, mm. you know, so I felt like I was doing like, you know, a hundred projects all the time. So now when I'm doing my own projects, it's like, you know, it's, it's down to like a few, you know, so it certainly freed up a lot of my time. And, uh, I became a realtor because, um, you know, I, I found that there, there wasn't a lot of realtors that knew how to work with investors and, um, doing, you know, investing for so many years, I, I felt that, um, you know, I, I could do that for myself and, and also help others like, um, to find good properties. And, and that's kind of why I rolled into it. So to answer your question, I actually have more time now, um, not running my wow. contracting companies <laughs> kind of helps. And as time goes on, of course, I'll get more help if, if I do need, um, an assistant or something and in, in what I do, but right now it's, uh, it's fairly comfortable. So. Oh, awesome. Excellent. Then you chose EXP. Like what did you like about EXP as a brokerage or. 
Yeah, I like DSP. It's um, it's kind of like a new movement, and and I'm, I'm going to say in real estate where it's it's a cloud based realty. Yeah. And, um, it's it, so you don't really pay royalties, and the, the agents kind of like own the company to some extent. So on every mm -hmm. deal that you do, you can actually take five percent and buy stock. So they're on a, uh, they're actually a publicly traded company on Nasdaq. Oh wow. And. Um, so, and, and they also have something similar to Keller Williams, like a revenue sharing program. So as you, you can sponsor other agents. So as, as I build my team, I can sponsor others and you actually get um, like a percentage of, of the brokerage's uh, split that they take from the agent um, mm -hmm. gets paid to you. So because there's no brick and mortar offices like, you know, traditional um, mm -hmm. mortgages, um, you, you actually get like the full revenue share. So that's why it's very attractive to a lot of um, agents now. So I can actually um, work with um, people that I sponsor and, and, and train them. And like a lot of realtors sometimes don't want to spend time there because they feel like they're not getting something out of it. But yeah. as, that, as that agent produces, you're actually, um, you know, getting a percentage of that um, small bit of revenue. So, you know, that's why a lot of, um, Agents are, are moving this direction because they could be build a team and get a bit of revenue sharing too as well. Oh, so, cool. um, that's why it's attractive to me, and, and and I like technology and their their um, their brokerage is uh, you know cloud based, so you just kind of oh. enter the the brokerage on, online and you get all the help you need and everything like that. So it, so far it's been great. You know, I can't complain. Cool. I think you use Verbella quite a bit, Jennifer. I don't know if you're. Well, okay. it's like the virtual world. It's kind of yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of just, um, you can sit in any auditorium and get your training. Or if you want to talk to somebody about, you know, anything related to real estate and, and the brokerage, you just kind of just go to that department and, and someone's always there. Um, so it, it's, it's it's pretty neat. It's, it's um, I think it's the future of real estate. And there is some copycat brokerages starting up. In yes, I've US. seen that. Yeah. But um, EXP is really, um, you know, what what took some other brokerages to do in 40 years, um, they've done it in 10. So, oh my, technology, <laughs> right? So, yeah. Oh wow, it's amazing. The, the world's changing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> With technology, absolutely, it's yeah. like this. Like we're doing this these podcasts on video calls. Um, I I remember when we were talking about video calls and oh goodness, using yes. um what was it called skype in the early 2000s <laughs> in all modern and oh this is so cool skype and now and kept cutting out. Skype. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's like zoom i was using zoom for years and then with the pandemic people are like oh zoom i have never heard about it well now it's everybody knows about zoom <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure yeah so what's next for you, Dimitri? Like, what's what do you have planned for 2022? Because that is coming up fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, my plans basically is uh, yeah, yeah to really dive a little deeper into the the real estate and, and kind of um, get get more into uh, some more ship joint ventures. Of course, um, I, I want to be able to help other other people. Uh, you know, um, I'm going to say live life on their terms. I, yeah before and um, you know what i've achieved and help others do and that's kind of my goal for 2022 20, is um 
you know, through through joint ventures and, and through uh, you know actually being a realtor is helping people find uh, those good properties to uh, achieve their their goals, you know, in, in life. I, I just think real estate's uh, one of the best uh, investment vehicles, um, in, in my opinion. So if I can help others uh, achieve financial freedom or build that generational wealth through real estate, um, that's exactly what my plans are for 2022. You're going to live by Zig Ziglar's word. If you help enough people, I think, achieve their dreams or something, you're, you're, you can get anything you want in life. So that's excellent. And that's exactly. what I love about the real estate community. Most people are quite giving and very uh, friendly and helpful. And there are properties everywhere. Like Hamilton has how many properties? It's going to take a while before you run out of properties. <laughs> and even though it's a hot market, people are still doing deals in Toronto and that's a crazy market and Ottawa where we are, it was nuts. Uh, there used to be like 20 or 30 properties for a million people that were for sale and people still managed to find deals. So it is doable. Yeah. And, and your town is rated, uh, well, according to the real estate investment network, number one town to invest in, in Ontario. So, Oh, wow. Wow. Great, great place to be. And Hamilton's actually number three. So, I'm happy okay. about that. Too. Pretty good. Yeah. It's great to be in the top 10. And I, I think anywhere in Southern Ontario is just, um, you know, a great place to invest right now. And it's yeah, just, it's booming. Uh, as people, uh, you know, immigrating to Canada, they they want to go to those uh, those areas, Toronto, Ottawa, you know, and bigger bigger cities to, uh, to live in. That, that just helps, uh, you know, investors. That's all the amenities and... And jobs, I mean, well, now it doesn't seem to be a problem, but for a while, unemployment was an issue like 20 years ago. <laughs> Not anymore. It's the opposite. It's hard to get people or staff. Jennifer knows all about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but when you can find staff, then it's great. So. Yeah, it's um, it, it's I, I'm definitely hearing that for some contractors here in Hamilton too. That you know they're they're having um, some issues finding good talent in their their company. So I think that's going to be a bit of a problem for a little while. But um, hopefully that that improves as immigration comes in. Yes, like one funny tidbit this morning. I was on Facebook, of course, and I saw this article in in um, Great Britain. This is a total sidebar, but Tesco. It's a big grocery store. They opened a, a first store where there's no cashier. It's not even self-checkout. There is no checkout. Like Amazon in the States, you walk in, take what you want and leave. The payment happens on its own. And then people there were complaining about job losses. But in Canada, I think it would be the opposite because we'd be like, well, people can <laughs> fill other jobs because you can't get staff to fill most positions. So it seemed like a very different um different thing happening in Europe versus what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, so Dimitri, if people want to get a hold of you and work with you, what's the best way to reach you? Um, they can reach me at, um, uh, 289-456-5896. They can call me directly or Dimitri dot realty.com. Um, and yeah, I'm happy to chat with anybody about real estate. I, I really enjoy it and, and uh, we'll be doing it for many years. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for sharing a little bit about your story and knowledge. I don't know if you had like a final word of advice or something you want to share with our listeners. 
Yeah, I think, you know, like um, people that are, um, you know, in the beginning of investing in real estate, sometimes you get that that fear factor. And what I say is, you know, sometimes you keep listening to podcasts or reading books and all this and, and always saying, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So um, my advice is take action, do today. Today's the, always the best time to invest in real estate and, um, you know, buy a property and, um, you know, take action. This is my advice. Yeah, awesome. so true. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you. It was a pleasure. We'll let you drink your wine. I don't think you had a sip. Yes. <laughs> oh, I did. I, you did? Okay, good. I've done it a few times. <laughs> well, cheers, everybody. Yes, cheers. cheers. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate yeah, it. A pleasure. Are you thinking about investing in real estate? Have you been wondering how to get started and what should I do? How can I finance things? Uh, What if I run out of money or I have no money right now? So these are all valid questions. And that's why I've decided to start offering one-on-one coaching sessions. So if you'd like to learn how to grow your real estate portfolio or just starting out or you wanna get creative or structure a deal, I offer one-on-one sessions, and um, if you'd like to find out more, please send me an email at flhomescorp at gmail.com. So flhomescorp at gmail.com or 613-252-9829. And I'd love to chat with you and find out more about your story and see how I can help you. That's it. So I look forward to helping you grow your real estate portfolio. So don't forget, you can follow us on social media, Instagram. Our handle is FL underscore homes underscore corp. You can also find us on Facebook, FL Homes Corp. And um, you can also find us on YouTube on our channel. So you can see video recordings of these podcasts and more. And so until the next time, cheers. <laughs>